0: Hi, I'm Brandon.
1: And I'm Megan.
0: For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us.
1: And then we realized if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work.
0: Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life.
1: Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes.
0: Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast.
1: So true confession time, how sore are you?
0: I'm pretty good from the waist up. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm being completely honest, I can't feel my legs.
1: Yeah, I'm not so great. I mean, I'm not the worst I've ever been, but I can definitely feel some pain from the waist down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so we're just coming off of running our second half marathon and crazily, we did it again, even though we did it. A year ago almost exactly a year ago to date and we ran the same race again and it was funny too because we finished and don't get me wrong we'll get into it but it was brutal but then when we got home we're like oh this isn't that bad like we're not even that sore this you know i'm good to go i can do housework i can uh, corral the kids i can do whatever i need to do and Then uh, the alarm clock went off this morning and (laughs) it was a completely different story.
1: (laughs) That's very, very true. So we ran our very first marathon, half marathon. We ran our very first half marathon, November 4th, 2018, and it was quite the experience. So why we decided to redo it again this year on November 3rd, 2019? Well, we like to punish ourselves. No, we actually had the goal of just finishing faster this year. We wanted to, even though we knew we wouldn't be, you know, breaking any records or anything, we wanted to break our own record, even if that was just by a little bit. And so we set out, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago and decided to run this thing. And we did.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did. But yeah, like Meg said, I mean, the goal was to improve our time. But even more so, we've just found that through running that It's really just about showing yourself that you can do something because when it comes to running, it's not only physically challenging, it's also mentally challenging and it does take a lot of work. You got to get over a lot of mental struggles because when you start to get tired and your body starts to wear down, those inner voices really dig in deep and you really have to push yourself and it helps that we have each other because let me tell you, if I wouldn't have had Meg in this race, I, I don't know what would have happened.
1: Speaking of having each other, I was so afraid of not being able to keep up with you because your training times had been so crazy. I mean, you were running a, what, 9.15 mile for like 10 miles in your training? Yep. (laughs) And I just had it in my head for yesterday for the half marathon that I was just going to do a 9.20 pace the whole time to keep up with you because I was so fearful of you leaving me of you leaving me behind. And I didn't want to be what was holding you back. So I just stuck it in my head. I'm running a 920. And we ran the first six miles at about a 920.
0: Yeah, I think it was even a little faster than 920. And for those of you who don't know, if you've never done a race, so when you start out at the race, when you start out at the starting line, they'll have pacers. And these people are amazing, by the way, how they're able to pace you through a race. I I don't know. But what they'll do is you'll see a you know a seven minute mile, an eight minute mile, nine minute mile, ten minute mile, and then beyond. And basically, if you stick with that pacer, then you'll know that your time's going to be within that pace. Well, at some point, we blew past the nine or ten minute mile pacer, and it, we just kept getting updates in my ear from my uh, from my Fitbit that we were pacing, like Meg said, at like a nine something minute mile. And then at about mile six, like Meg said, I started to have this crazy, insane pain in my hip. And I just couldn't shake it. I looked over at Meg and I was like, She's like, How are you doing? And we both had our headphones on. So, like, we just give each other the thumbs up. And she's like, How are you doing? And I'm like, I- I'm hurting. And keep in mind, when you are running this half marathon, if you're hurting at six miles, you have seven miles left to complete it. And so you want to talk about a mental game and a mental struggle. That's when it really set in for us, because I was fully capable of running. Like Meg said, before this race, all of my training, I was pacing at the right thing. I was pacing at the right time. But in this race, at this time, on this day, that just wasn't going to happen.
1: Yeah. And at that point, mile six, maybe a little past mile six, Brandon was like, you can leave me. You can go ahead. I know you're feeling this race. I know you're doing great. You can just go ahead and go. But he looked so horrible. Like he looked like he was just in complete and utter agony. And I'm just not used to seeing him like that. And I thought, I'm just going to stick with him for a little while longer. I'm just going to see where he's at. I'm just going to say a little prayer for him, see what happens. And it was just every time I looked, he just looked worse and worse and worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to speak about prayers. I had a constant prayer going because I didn't know how I was possibly going to make it. And for me, my personal goal on any of these races is, and even when I'm just out running by myself, is that I would never walk. And I mean, everyone's a little bit different. So don't let me discourage you. If, if that Like when you're training, sometimes you do have to walk. It's just for me, I feel like if I stop, if I walk, then how am I ever going to lift myself up to start again? And I feel like I'm giving myself permission to do that. And so in this case, it really came into play where I was like, man, I I don't know what I'm going to do because basically what I knew was going to happen and what it eventually did end up happening is I started to put all the pressure and all the weight on my other leg because I kind of shifted my weight away And this course is super hilly, the one we did. And so every time you're going up a hill, I could just feel my hip grinding. And as you put it to your other leg, then eventually your other leg's going to wear out. And I knew in seven miles of time, there was no way I was going to be able to keep going. I mean, I did keep going, but not at the pace we were hoping for. I think a lot of it had to do with, frankly, overconfidence. I mean, I, I know training and coming in. I really had an idea that I could stick at this pace. And honestly, we started out even faster than the pace that I was even comfortable doing. But you have your race day adrenaline that comes into play. You have a thousand other people that you're running with. It all kind of comes into play. But that that overconfidence was my kryptonite because I started to really surge forward. And then when I hit a wall, which tends to happen when you're running, just so you know, you hit a wall you got to either push past it or it's going to be a really long run. And for me, it was a really long run.
1: Yeah. I think the the overconfidence thing is a really important thing for us and really in life to remember. I mean, you can be overconfident in running, you can be overconfident anywhere and it could end up biting you a little bit. So, I think probably in your next run, you might end up starting out a little slower remembering this race and I'll stick with you there too, because we, we probably did get a little bit ahead of ourselves.
0: Yeah, you're totally right. And, and that does go for everything because I was thinking about it as I ra- ran and as I was kind of reflecting on it, that Meg's exactly right. I mean, when you're out doing anything, I mean, no matter how much training you have on any given day, it just could be hard. I mean, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard, but you can't be so confident that you don't think that, hey, this could happen. Because before the race, I never was like, hey, this could happen. I could hit these obstacles. Like, yeah, sure, I knew it was a long way. I knew it would be hard. I knew it would be challenging, but I didn't have the pain factor in mind. And I don't know what you'll encounter, no matter what it is, whether it's running or anything else, but you got to account for the fact that you might hit some obstacles and then that's when the mental game really comes into play.
1: Yes. Yes. Love that. Another thing that I was just reflecting on when we ran is you kept encouraging me to go forward and I kept feeling like something was just holding me back, holding me, not holding me back. I don't mean that. Just holding me to you, making me stay with you and stick with you. And I realized during that race, that sometimes it's just more important to be an encouragement to somebody else than it is to meet your own personal goals or to do something just for yourself. Because in, in that run, in that specific run, it just felt like I needed to be with you and I didn't want to leave you because I was seriously concerned that if I did if I did run ahead of you, that you would just not have the strength. And I mean, I know you would eventually have the strength to finish, but you just wouldn't have the strength to finish in a better time that you had last year. And I knew that was the really an important goal for both of us.
0: Yeah. And we talk about that too, is just really having that partner or someone you can rely on, no matter what it is you're doing. I mean, in this case, Meg being there for me, was a huge support, and like she said, I would have finished. But who knows how well I would have finished, and who knows had I kept going if I would have had to walk or what I would have done if I hadn't had her there to lift me up along the way. Because trust me, she gave me a handful of pats on the back, you know, some some uh, arms around me, some some just looks and encouragement. And literally every time we came up to another mile, we would just hold up hands of how many miles we had left. And it just felt like just by doing that, it kind of quickly became, you know, mile three, mile two left, mile one. And then we were there. And I'm telling you, even on the last mile, I was laughing to myself because I was like, Brandon, you have one mile left to run. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but by God, you're gonna do it, and then I did it. And but again, I, if like Meg said, she decided in that moment because I trust me, I told her many times to leave, just go, just go ahead, because I didn't want to hold her back. But it's not always about. Winning or having your best time or having someone really hold you back. It's really just about lifting other people up. And in that moment, Meg lifted me up. And no matter what you're doing, sometimes we get so stuck on the goal or what we're trying to achieve that like, we can forget about the fact that there's other people, there's other, there's other reasons why we were doing it in the first place. And you can't really forget about that because once you do, you really lose everything because if you only focus on your goal it's like yeah at the end of it you might have knocked over a ton of people to get to your goal and that's great that you made it but like you're the only person on the mountaintop and maybe that's not like what you want to be maybe it was more important to support everyone else and get there and complete the task together because when we finally got there when we finally crossed that finish line we reached over, we held hands, and we lifted our hands up, and we crossed it. And I mean, that's a powerful thing.
1: Oh, I love your life analogy there. I just wanted to be like, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we did. I mean, we ended up finishing in two hours and 15 minutes, which was a 10-22 pace. Um, so not the best thing ever in the world, but also not horrible. We ended up meeting a couple in line for the picture that had done like an hour and fifty minutes. And we we're like, dang, you guys crushed that. And we would like to eventually have an amazing, amazing race. But yesterday wasn't the day. And that's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah, that's totally right. I mean, we talk about that a lot. Most people have a negative view of fitness. Like, You either feel really good about it or you feel really bad about it. And the thing is, with fitness is... If if you're out there doing it, that's the most important thing. We can get so stuck on comparing ourselves to others and comparing ourselves to where other people are. And I hope a lot of what we're talking about today will show you that like if you follow us on social, you see we're out running all the time. You see how like much training and motivation and things we have to put into it and even still you can have a bad day. But like, don't let that discourage you from doing doing it again, because I can tell you it's not going to stop me from running because I had one bad run. And no matter what it is you're doing, whether it's fitness or otherwise, if you have one bad day, you're not going to let that ruin everything, are you?
1: Heck no. And you know, while you were saying that, I was just thinking about how powerful our mindset is and how powerful our minds are, that we can just take something, anything that we want to do, And either decide we're going to do it and therefore do it or decide that it's impossible and not do it. So like I was saying, you know, I had it in my head for some reason that the only way to keep up with you was just to run this crazy 922 pace or 920 pace, which didn't end up happening for us. But because I had told myself that that's what I was going to do... I fully believe I could have probably kept up about that the whole entire race because my mind was just so set on it. It was so set on it. I was just in the groove. It was in the zone. That's what I thought I was going to have to do. But that's life, isn't it? I mean, if, if you really set your mind to something and then you just go for it, just no abandon, just full out go for it, you'll do it it might take you a little bit of time. It might have a little hiccups here and there. I could have had a little bit of a trip or a fall or just a bad mile, but I think I really could have done that. And I think the same is true for life.
0: Oh yeah, that's so true. And I think it's important to note that like, yeah, you will have that positive mindset and you will say you're going to full on go into it. But understanding just like me on this run, that obstacles will come. And when they come, Don't let that take you off your game. If you stay focused on the prize, if you stay focused on the end goal, don't let any other people or any other things deter you from that, then it makes a huge difference. Because again, I mean, if I just listened to my body, if I would have just done what my body wanted me to do, I would have stopped. There's just no way I would have kept going. And so my mind could convince me, one, that I could finish and do it, Or it could talk me down and talk me completely out of doing the race at all. Because I think it's also important to note that me and Megan were never runners. Like, I hear people say it all the time to us. Like, oh, I would love to do that, but I'm not a runner. Like, I I just never have been a runner. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a runner. And I was like, right. But I was never a runner either. Meg was never a runner either. Like, I didn't identify as a runner. I don't know how else to say it. I, and more people I talked to, more people I realized didn't identify as a runner either. I wasn't born, and my parents were like, oh, he's going to be a great runner. You know, like that's just not, that's just not the way it was. I mean, you got to build into things. And we've talked about a lot. It's a gradual build, but we didn't start out as runners. You know how we started out as runners? We laced up our running shoes and we went out and did it, and we did it, and we did it you don't just like go out there one day and run your race. You don't just go out there one day and set a goal and just do it with no planning and no prep and no motivation and no willpower. You have to start somewhere and then have the goal in your mind, make the decision that you're going to do it and pursue it with all you have.
1: Yeah. Baby steps for sure. We When we started running It was hard to, like, run down the street. I mean, we didn't start out like, oh, yeah, let's go run five miles. This is going to be awesome. No, we had to learn to run a mile. And then we had to run learn to run two and then three and then five. You know, it was just a gradual, less gradual for Brandon because he did it in super quick time. But it's a gradual build. And You know, it does take time and it does take energy, but it's all worth it in the end because at the point that you're crossing that finish line of anything, but in this race specifically, you know that all that hard work finally paid off, that you've done it, and that it just, there's just this sense of accomplishment that just can't be rivaled.
0: The thing I love about running, honestly, and the thing I love about accomplishing any of your goals is at the end of it, When you've put in all the work, when you've put in all the effort, when you've stayed motivated, when you've stayed dedicated, when you did it, when other people didn't think you could, you know what happens at the end of that? Nobody can take it away from you. To me, there's nothing more powerful than that. Like I was determined to run this race. Meg was determined to run this race. And at the end of it, I get a medal and that's really cool. But also I get to know that I did that. I did that. And any other time where something physical comes up or mental comes up small or big that I feel like I can't do, I'll remember the time where I crossed that finish line and I forced my way and I dragged my leg literally through to make it happen. And that's so powerful because that will motivate me for the rest of my life. I mean, not to be huge and crazy, but like things like that add up over time, and you can pull from those in other times of difficulty. Because that's one of the things we've done with our running. Like when other difficult things are happening, whether it's personal, whether it's at our job, whether it's at another race, like we can reach out and we can pull from these experiences, we can pull from these struggles, and those are the areas where we grew. And those are the areas that help us to grow even further because like you decide, like, hey, yeah, I did that. I did that. So big deal. I can't do this, that, or the other because, because of whatever reason that my mind's telling me, no, I can do it. I will do it. I've done it in the past and I'm going to do it again. Amen.
1: The funny thing about this year compared to last year is just how much different it felt for us having so much more training. So now, obviously, we're a whole nother year into our training, so we're a little bit more of a seasoned runner, I'd say. And last year, we were in this one section of the race that felt so long and so brutal. And this year after the race, we were like, oh my gosh, you know that part, that part over by Meredith College? that didn't seem so horrible. Like I remember that being so much worse. And we both thought that separately and came together. And it was just like this aha moment where, you know, really, really those extra, those extra hours, those extra, that extra year, those extra months of training made such a huge difference in our whole outlook of the whole entire thing, that something that had seemed horrible and almost impossible a year ago was kind of where we were both flying through a little bit this year.
0: Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's funny because I think about last year and I mean, I did it in six weeks. I went from literally sitting on the couch to six weeks running this half marathon. And this was last year. And I'm telling you this year I had run for an entire year and trained and done so much for my body and felt so good about myself. And this race, I would say was even harder Than Last year because of the physical things that were in my way the obstacles that came while I was out there And so the thing is you just never know like you never know what you're going to encounter No matter how many times you do something when you do something that's challenging It's gonna be hard and you just don't know what's gonna come come with it But the thing is it's gonna be hard. Yes, but is it gonna be worth it? Also, yes Yes, (laughs) it makes it so much more worth it because Yeah, I could sit there on the couch and do minimal things or just do things that are super easy, that are just monotonous, that I do day after day after day. And maybe I would fit in a little better than than I do now. But the thing is, I'm not going to do that because I want to show myself. I want to show my body. I want to show Megan as my wife. I want to show my kids. I want to show everyone that like I am capable of this thing, but even more for them and even more for showing anyone else, it's just showing myself and proving to myself that these things are possible.
1: Oh, I love that too. Yeah. And when you mentioned our kids, I mean, our kids right now are only five and two, but you know what they know? They know that mommy and daddy run. They know that mommy and daddy run a lot. They know that we take time for ourselves personally, away from them, away from the other the other person away from everything to do it because it's that important. And already at five and two, they think running is super cool. And maybe they'll never be runners and maybe they will be a runner. I don't know. But the point is that we're showing them even now at this young age where they can hardly even understand it about what it is to have a healthy outlook, a personal goal, and all these things that just can make such a huge difference in your emotional state and your mental state and your physical state and just beyond
0: Yeah, as we reflect on this race and reflect on just going through it again and just the obstacles and the struggles and all the things that we experienced, it's really crazy for me to think about because when I first started running, when I first started seeing Meg run and then I decided to go out and run, never in my mind did I think like what a tie-in it would be for life because goodness, I mean, you, you can hear just by the examples we gave, all of the amazing things that have happened even in a really difficult spot all of the growth we have had by running by showing yourself you could do something by going out there and doing it by not wanting to do something at all and doing it anyway by showing your kids and motivating your kids by motivating your spouse by bringing us closer together as a couple like I never thought when I started running that that would be what would happen at the end of it and I just look forward to the journey forward.
1: And I do too. I think that it's running has been such a blessing in our lives that we never even expected. And if you even have one ounce of interest in running, let me just tell you, it's worth exploring. It's worth exploring because what if you love it? What if it feels so good to you too? What if it's something that you can enjoy either alone or with somebody else? What if it's something that makes you feel powerful and capable? What if it's something that just changes your whole entire outlook? For us, it did start with running. For us, this whole entire journey started because of my running. I hope that you find something that feels the same for you. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode?
0: I think it was pretty dang good.
1: Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes?
0: They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people.
1: They definitely should.
0: Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast.
1: We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.